and we are live. Cool. Bonus episode number three with Stack Guy Rice, a little special guest tonight because we're degenerates. That's why. I feel like I haven't done an episode in a while. Have you ever been live? Yeah, we, we did. Yeah, a, but not when it was good. Not when it was good. I think I got it pretty good now. Man, Christian really didn't like that I had a fantasy football draft, huh? He wished he wished death upon all your players. Yeah, he wanted them. No, it wasn't death. It was t- torn ACLs for all my players. Pretty much. That's he, football death. He was, yeah. He was worried that I drafted Giants. <laughs> what? Uh, There's only one player worth drafting on the Giants. If what you round first? What round pick did you get? I had the third pick because I I did terrible last year. I went with Christian McCaffrey. But wasn't that your keeper or something? I did draft him last year, but I drafted him in the first round last year, and you can't keep first rounders. I just happened he was the guy that I wanted early Hap. on. Um, so what we're going to do, and I'm sorry, I, I'm very distracted all the time, just retweeting this live broadcast out there. Um, We're going to recap the second and third games of, well, really, we're just going to kind of go over the, uh, Seattle series, they're they're a waste of a team this year also. There's a lot of wasted teams out they, there. You could definitely see the difference between Seattle and Baltimore is that you know they are going to have some decent young talent. Plus, they have Seager. Seager's a beast. Man. Oh, you're saying Seattle. I, I thought you were saying Baltimore. Yeah, no. No, no, no. The Seattle difference. does have some talent. Um, but... Uh, I mean, they started the year thirteen and two, and they're the worst team in baseball since. For then, the I think. Yankees to come out of that road, tr- that uh, West Coast road trip, five and four. I predicted six and three. I said five and four. Christian predicted four and five, was- or he at least he said he would be okay with four and five. And I said, and you said uh, five and four, which they were, which was. Pretty crazy considering they got swept. Yeah, if you told me they went five and four on this West Coast trip after starting zero and three, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, and you and anyone who's watching or listening, if you want to call in to us, uh, the phones are live right now. Nine seven three eight two six two two zero five. If you're listening on iTunes tomorrow when this is out, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Please, five stars. If you don't do five stars, uh, don't do it at all. Okay? Uh, and this will be up on our YouTube page, MOST YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Give us a few thumbs up. Okay, that's out of the way. We are dropping our new Sanchez shirt soon. It's so awesome. It's my favorite one yet. That's coming out next week. If you want to head to our our fan shop, just go to myysportstalk.com, click the link for the fan shop. Um, if you use promo code SUSAN, S-U-Z-Y-N, at checkout, no one will know that code unless you listen or watch this show. Buy one, get a t-shirt for a dollar. Dollar. A dollar. Well, Susan, I thank you. However. That's a great Isn't that deal. a good deal, man? That's a deal. We got it. We got so many orders right now. And yeah, it's, it's like good. shit. Well, I'm actually very I didn't impressed. Want that many. I'm impressed by your designs lately, man. You're coming up with all these cool. Well, I got I got to give a uh, shout out to Liam. Yeah. Liam's our graphics guy, but he's a younger kid. He's gearing up for school. He does so much for us on the website. We have a lot of writers, a lot of content writers, and he's constantly just posting stuff um, on you know publishing stuff on the site. The kid's so busy. 
he does it he does it just to have something on his resume one day uh you know he's he just does awesome work i'm trying not to overload him with graphic because his graphics are unreal yeah, he does a good job Great um job. and a lot of our stuff on the shop are liam's designs so we thank him as well but uh let's get to these games so i kind of recapped game one already mm-hmm. but game two we had who pitched the first game the first game of this series was Hap versus it was Weisler, Hap, right? Whistler. Hap looked pretty good. Yeah, he I, gave and, up. And I said in my recap of that game, he didn't have his his demand his control like he like he normally does. He walked three guys, I believe, in five innings. Um, but his yeah. off speed stuff when it was when he was locating it, he was really good, man. It was filthy. And w- wasn't it a three run ding? He allowed he allowed it was three a three run ding. It was all on one swing. It was to some loser. Yeah, he was like the eighth or ninth hitter. More, more. Kids like twelve. Yeah, he looks very young. But no, so I mean, he Hap only gave up two hits. Two hits that game. Yeah, Hap looked good. And then I said this, and we all know my prediction of Paxton against the Dodgers. The God, pretty much that, dead that's on. A solid one. It was pretty much dead on. Um, I said something very important. I think after that. I said, the one thing you want to see out of James Paxton moving forward, he doesn't have to be as dominant as he was that night, but you want to see him build off of this. You don't want to see him go back to being the guy who gets shelled in the first inning. The two straight starts, he hasn't gotten shelled in the first. He did exactly what I said he had to do. And he came out there, no, he wasn't as dominant, but he didn't need to be. He gave us another good outing. And that's all you needed out of him. And you and with each game now, you got to get more and more confident with Jay with uh, James Paxton. Yeah. And then, man, Tanaka. Well, that once game, again, that was the last game, right? Yeah. Paxton pitched game three. Tanaka was game two. Here's when Tanaka is his best. Ready? Either a big, big time regular season game, uh, a game against another Japanese pitcher, or the postseason. Yeah, and just in in, in those in three instances, Masahiro Tanaka is absolutely dominant every single time. Yeah, I was reading an article today of uh, fan graphs on Masahiro Tanaka, and ever since he he said he said this to Japanese reporters, I made big adjustments on his splitter after he allowed twelve earned against Boston, and he's actually gripping his splitter a bit differently. Well, now. one thing about Tanaka, and it's it goes without saying, really. He lives and dies on that splitter. Mm-hmm. So when that thing's off, he's not, he, he, sometimes he's good enough to get around it and still be, and still get through the game. But in the games when Masahiro Tanaka is lights out, that splitter is one of the best pitches in baseball. Truly. It truly is. Spin rate's better. I, all these stats, man. I don't even know. I don't even saying. know what the fuck that means. Spin rate. Like I do, but I, how do you even read that chart? It's something. Well, I know Adam Adovino when he was uh, in the off season, he set up a bunch of cameras in his. He, he rented out a facility in Harlem, uh, and he measured by having cameras set up all alongside him, and then he would watch himself, and that's how it's like measured th- via camera. You know who does that shit, right? 
Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Was yeah, like, he was the one that got him into it. I think he told him about what cameras to use. And ever since Adovino did that, he has been an elite. Anyone reliever. watching right now, can you just leave us a quick comment just so I can see how it pops up? Because the last show I did was at like three. The last couple of shows are at like three in the morning. So no one. Yeah. How do you do? Didn't you have work the next day? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So pitching's been good. I said this also in my last bonus episode, and I said this to you. Um, just like the hitting man, this pitching is contagious. The good pitching is contagious. Totally. I mean, when the Yankees starting pitching sucks, it sucks all the way through each one after the next. But when this pitching is on, they seem to all feed off of one another. Just like the, just like the offense. It's very important. Were you like that when you played baseball? Was it... Did you feel that when the guy who pitched the day before you or who, whoever you were relieving? No. Is be, it different for you because you were more of a relief pitcher? No, it wasn't different because I was a relief pitcher. It was different because we didn't play every single day. Uh-huh. So like in college, right? right. I think, I, I, I don't fully remember, but you only have so many games in a week and only over the weekend are you actually playing important games in your conference that mean anything. The one thing that I would feed off of is just the energy. Like when I was a freshman uh, in college, I it was the best career, best season I've had in, in all my years playing baseball. Um, I made the all rookie team. I was I really my slider was pretty good. You were you had great numbers that year. Um, so I, I always go back to that season because my second season, I got fucking lit up. I felt like every single time I went out, um, I always go back to that year. And I really feeding off the energy of the older guys, the seniors, like my buddy, Chris Matson, right? He was our big time uh, conference pitcher before I got there. And then he turned into the closer. I was a setup man. So... I knew a big game that I was coming into that we were up a couple runs in the eighth that if I got through that inning, I was handing the ball off to Matt's and he was coming in throwing 95 guys like five foot two throwing 95 miles an hour and shutting them down. And we were winning the game and you feed off of that within the game, within your team. We were a good team. We made it to the conference championship that year. You feed off of that, which I guess is the same thing when you're playing a 162-game season and you're playing as well as the Yankees have all year. You feed off of – you you still feed off of each other the same way. The only mm-hmm. difference is you're going to get a lot, a lot more fatigued in a 162-game season, obviously. So it's just different. Like during the week, I barely pitched. I would have bullpen sessions and simulated games and stuff. But you, I barely pitched because those games didn't. In college, your games that are non-conference literally mean nothing. I didn't even realize that it was a weekend type of thing. It was every weekend. I think maybe once in a while you they threw in a conference game, but during the week those games didn't matter. So you're just kind of feeding off of each other over the weekend. You're we're still playing well in the games that didn't matter. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just, it goes the same way. And and 
and why I brought up the fact that you really fed off the the older guys, the seniors of the team, because you knew they were hungry for a championship before they graduated. Same thing goes for guys like Gardner and CeCe, especially CeCe because this is his last year. Um, these guys are hungry right now. CeCe Sabathia wants to end his Yankee career. He wants to bookend them with two championships. He came here in 2009 and he won it. And he's going out in 2019 and he wants to win it again. And I think if he does that, he's going to walk away from his career and and be completely satisfied. Definitely. That's a great way to go out. Um, another thing we have to talk about in that series, well, we'll get to these two because I'm sure there's not much to say. Mike Ford is on steroids now. Easily. <laughs> um, How many home runs did he have? Well, he had he had one against the Dodgers that last game, and then he had two to open up the series against the Mariners, and then I think he had another one or two. Crazy, man. So funny. Christian was texting me, and I think he was like a little bit serious. He was like, can you delete the audio when I was ripping Mike Ford? <laughs> you want to know what's funny? It made me think about something in it. I actually, we are all terrible at evaluating first base talent for the Yankees, and I'll tell you why. A few years ago, Justin, my friend Justin, came over to do his fantasy baseball draft, and I was, you know, he wanted to come over and I'd help him out, you know, figure out what picks. And my only bit of advice for him was one thing I said, dude, draft Greg Bird. This guy is going to be a stud. <laughs> that's up, not your fault, though. All right, but then, so then that's on me. That's, that's Greg Bird was my Can miss. Can you stop putting your hand in my yeah. side of the camera? Yes, yeah, so I'm punch you uh then last year you had a terrible take on luke voigt right why you said luke you said some tweet about luke voigt oh yeah really i literally freezing cold i'm actually gonna find it and his next if he if he's uh back and healthy and through october he's playing and has some good games i'm going back and finding that tweet and retweeting it and i literally (laughs) said i never want to see this guy in yankee uniform ever again and now Christian is the latest one with his terrible Mike Ford take. Because it seems like whenever we... Because these guys are nobodies when they get here. Talk about these guys. The opposite happens. They're, but, they're nobodies. I mean, dude, he hits with a lot of power. His balls don't just go... They're, they're not uh, cheapies. He hits bombs. He hits dingers. Ding, ding, ding. Um... So, Mike Ford, the best news about the Yankees' newest hot streak, because that's what they seem to do, and I said this a couple episodes ago on our main, you know, main episodes, um, they lose a few games, you start to feel down about them, and then they turn it right back on, man, and they just keep, keep, go on a tear. And the best part about this for me isn't, actually isn't the good pitching. Because I know what these guys are capable of. I know they can be good. It's the fact that Aaron Judge looks like Aaron Judge again. I think that is so important, obviously, to this team going into September. Because you're going to want to rest him a little more. And you're going to feel more comfortable resting him because he seems like he's found it again. Yeah, he's pulling the ball, right? Getting some Left field homers. Well, the biggest thing... That first pitch, though, he saw his 100th home run was on the first pitch. He just hit a bomb the center. The biggest thing with Judge 
that I've noticed from when he looked like shit to now. On that inside pitch, he's not getting alligator armed. You know, he's not he's not coming in tight. He's actually getting some extension with his arms on that inside pitch. And the way you do that is with is is with torque with with your core really opening up the right way, keeping your front shoulder in but opening up and getting extension with your arms and still hitting the sweet spot on the bat with that ball and opening up and opening up your hips. He was favoring that oblique still. And he was scared, I think maybe subconsciously, to open up and really turn on that. And now you're starting to see him pull the ball to left field, which I don't give a shit where he hits home runs or where he hits doubles or singles. Yeah, I don't care. He could hit him to right field all day, but it doesn't mean it's not important to see him do it right now because of the injury. And it's proving to everyone and himself that he's fully healthy now. Six home runs his last nine games. That's unreal. He's up to 18 But that's now. Aaron Judge. I yep. mean, he's back to being Aaron Judge. And that's why having a guy like that that is just, at least he comes off this way, and I think it's true, is he's so level-headed. And yes. he's, he's got such a good head on his shoulders that he, he knows how, what he's capable of. And who else is that way, though? Not a player. At Booney? Booney. I was, yeah, I was trying to make, make that comparison there. Yeah. A lot of that has to do with Boone, man. He is just doing a great job managing this guys. He has he them really believing is. in him where they're going to listen to what he has to say and they're going to believe what he has to say. And that's not easy to do in modern baseball. I'm not worried about Aaron Boone managing the postseason at all anymore. I have full confidence yeah. in him now. He's found he's found the right formula, man. He knows what he's doing. I love I love what he's he, he's kind of started this thing where he's using Adovino and Canely together where it'll be one and then the next comes in right after. They are the perfect one-two punch together because they're both right-handed, but Adovino, he's more of a, yeah. of, a of an away pitcher to righties. Whereas, well, that ball moves out. That yeah, ball turns out naturally. And then you get Canely comes in who who's so effective with that changeup against lefties. I mean, it's crazy how fast that turned in baseball, how it used to be lefty specialists and all that, but now you're just seeing hard-throwing right-handers that use that changeup yep. to complement their speed, and you you don't need that lefty-on-lefty matchup anymore. Can we also talk about how crazy the Yankees have been against left-handed starters in their last 13? They've won 13 straight games against left-handed starting pitchers. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, man. I mean, they are right-handed heavy, but... I mean, who cares? The fact that you're winning every single time that you face a lefty, that means something. It's true. And the biggest reason why you're seeing guys um, go more with that changeup and be more effective is, and I think I've said this before, the fastball is, is, isn't a factor anymore. No, everyone knows they know what's coming now. Like you can th- you can throw 98 to 100 and these hitters are ready for it. They've seen it now consistently from almost every guy for how many years now. Mm-hmm. Having a fastball that's 100 something miles an hour isn't as effective as it used to be 5 years ago. It's a dime a dozen now. Which is exactly why you see Araldis Chapman really perfecting that slider and how much more effective he's been now. I mean, is this the first year for all this Chapman where you can say he's not a thrower? Yes, he's I've a said pitcher. that. I said that. 
He's I not. Mean, a, he doesn't throw anymore. He's an actual pitcher. He's not just throwing that slider to just get the hitters to not think about the fastball. He's throwing that slider because it's disgusting. Right. So I mean, if he can develop, keep well, he doesn't really have to develop it that much more. But when he, if he does start to lose velocity, I mean, this guy could be in the league for as long as he wants, as long as he's healthy. Sure. Knock wood. I'm testing our chat here. I want some. I want some chatters. I want some chatting. Um. I don't know if we're going to get any live calls, but who cares? I just put it up to it calls have it up, up there. There we go. So now if someone chats with us. Okay, should... Tony Brooklyn, go ahead. All right, go ahead. All right. All right. We're on live. Okay. Um, yeah, this is better. Now I got the right screen up here. Yeah. Um, but don't look at it too long because it's delayed oh. and it messes me up. Um, another thing I want to discuss about that series is gearing. This guy's fuck. What's he on drugs? When did he? What did he do in his where he was like, you know what, Dad? I like the way you're showing me how to pitch, but I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna do this thing with my foot where I'm gonna bring it back down and almost fucking break my ankle every time I throw. I just don't get how he's gone this long. Well, apparently, uh, if umpires have to fucking if umpires have to stop a game and go, you know what? Let me see it a few times. Yeah. Uh, which was weird because they never give warnings like that. It wasn't really a you warning. Know, this was the same uh, umpire crew that called him out on it in uh, early yes. May this season. But I wanted to talk about Garen a little bit about mechanics. And Hold how- on. Before you do it, before you go into that, because sure. I do want to go in depth with that. The, it wasn't a warning. It was, I think it was someone on Seattle's bench because they got him from Seattle. They knew what he was all about. I think they said something to the umpire, please watch, uh, whatever. And when it became an issue where they actually said something, the umpire made him throw a couple pitches after after they talked about it on the mound, threw a couple pitches, and you know, I'm sure it was they went up and reinforced what he's allowed to do, what he's not allowed to do. And he said something like, well, is this good? Does this work for you? They did call Balk on one of them, but yeah, and uh, he he never found it. Booney took him out of that game. Then he can't, comes back and pitches what yesterday or or Tuesday, and he allowed another run. And it just makes me think, like, I mean, how hard is this gonna? What's going on in this kid's head right now? I'd I'd be freaking out if I yeah. was him. Oh yeah, because his numbers. I I know that he was what DFA or whatever, and the Yankees picked him up because uh, Seattle got uh, released him or waived him. I mean. Dude, the kid was pitching to like a 3.92 ERA when he got yeah, signed he's just to the a, Yankees. He just seems like a liability. That, when, I think that's why. When, you th- when, you, when you're in the middle of a game and all of a sudden the umpire's telling you your mechanics are illegal. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to sleep at night. It's literally like how could you do that every pitch, right, in your, in your career and be nervous that you're fucking up every single time and still be effective? I don't get it. And that made me also think of you ever you know who Carter Caps is? Remember him? He's yes. been out of the league a couple of years. He like years. jumped. He yeah, used like to how jump. the hell is that? He was on the Marlins. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was traded to the Padres. And I think he had Tommy John hasn't been back since. But like that's a guy. That guy literally, if you don't know Carter Caps is, look him look up his mechanics. He does this. He like literally used to leap step. from the mound to the to home plate he when pitched, he threw. What's the how how far away is the mound? Sixty feet, six yeah. uh yeah, sixty yeah. feet six inches. He would make it like fifty-seven feet with his with his hop step. Oh yeah, easily. But so, I mean, just like mechanics, man. I, 
That's you wanted to talk about gearing with me. I was a pitcher, right? I'm guessing you want to pick my brain on stuff with his mechanics. Yeah, I just I just want to know what t- what what would you do in that situation? Like, what would you change your mechanics now, or would you just keep doing the same thing? Or would he's gotten? Here's what happens. You, it's such a long process. Not that I've ever done it, but it's such a long process just to get through the minor leagues and make your make a name for yourself in in the major leagues. On top of that, to get even at that far to be in professional baseball, you're working on the same things over and over again throughout your entire life. Now, I don't know when he picked up the fucking stutter step, but it's obviously been what worked for him. So when you've been effective with it for so long and seen success from it, you're not changing anything. But I honestly can't imagine how you can focus on pitching when every single pitch you're scared that you're doing something illegal. And I mean the rule book, because they put up that rule that they were saying that was being put into effect with that. And it sounded like what he is doing is totally illegal. <laughs> it, well, it, it, what, what, it, what was it saying? It was like, you can't, you can't lift your leg and put it back down. It pretty much the rule states that you can't, once you start your front set, it can't come back down before you go towards the plate. Here's why he got called for the bulk because it didn't look like much of a difference when they showed side by side when he got called the bulk and, and when it was just a normal pitch, that was okay. The one thing I noticed was. On the ball call, when that front foot came down, his body was still back. He was not forward in his motion. And then when it lifted back up, that's when he started to come forward with the ball with his throwing hand and come towards the plate. When I looked side by side again with the pitch that was okay, that wasn't called the bulk, when that front foot did do that stutter and come down, he was already hands broken, ball coming forward, and almost releasing to home plate. So by the time that pitch, by the time his front leg came back up and went forward, he was already in that motion. Mm-hmm. And that's why it wasn't deceiving. But when you come back down and then you lift back up and then start going to finish your motion, that's when it becomes deceiving to the hitter or to the runner. And that's why he got called a balk. It was literally a millisecond. Yeah, you noticed it. Difference. It was a little difference on that. It was a little on, different. On it was it was subtle. And that's what I noticed. But to to have to think about that, part of mechanics is muscle memory where you're right. not thinking about things that's, anymore. That's what I wanted to. The only time you have to think about mechanics at that out. point is if you're in a slump of some sort and mm-hmm. you're looking at video every single day yeah, and trying to figure out what you're doing differently or you're wrong tipping pitches exactly. or something you got to change something there but this guy has to think about it every single pitch he throws it's, it's going to be interesting i want to follow this guy's career because i, I he probably if, won't be if he continues to have a good year this year and he knows he's a viable pitcher in the major leagues he's really got to consider in the offseason working out his mechanics yeah and yeah. trying to be effective without doing i if you're effective doing it, I can't see why you couldn't work on being effective not doing it. You know? 
it just sucks though because you try doing that then maybe it screws up with your head because there's uh, you know markel fultz he was the first pick overall by the 76ers a couple years ago he changed his shot after he was drafted and he was he never found his shot again and he has he's been a bust i think he's on the magic now orlando magic really yeah, so you know, you change one thing, you don't know what that's sure. going to do to your muscle memory. You don't know what it's going to do yeah. to your brain. But at this point, like that's why I said he's got to have a good, really good yeah. year where he knows he has a future in the major leagues. Because if he does that and he says maybe I can build on this, let me try and change something. Yeah. But if not, then just just go like go work somewhere else and just Seriously, stop. Man. All right, I don't want to be too much longer here. Um, let's just preview the next series. Me and Stack Guy Rye will be at the game with our family on Sunday. If you want to, come, if you're going to be there, yeah, hit us up. You want to come hang out for a couple innings? Uh, tweet us right in the center of the video here. You can see where to follow us on Twitter. Follow the main account, uh, eight thousand plus followers at NYY Sports Talk uh, at Christian underscore NYYST. Uh, at Chris Jr. underscore MLIST, that's me, and at StatGuyRye underscore MLIST. Give him some follows, man. You're almost at 600. You're getting there. I, I just don't like Twitter, I man. hated Twitter, but you got to just keep going with it. Yeah, that's a lot with social media. You don't really like it at first, and then maybe. I just... I hate social media I'm in sick. general. I'm sick of social media, if I didn't, man. If we didn't do this podcast, I would be done with social media. Yeah, I, was I would. I was reading some article today, like how social media is really driving up our stress I don't, we try to combat our stress by using social media, and it just makes it worse. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah, you want to know why? Because there's a bunch of fucking nutcases. I know, man. But there's also just trolls, too, and you can't tell nutcases, the difference. Nutcases. Yeah, I know. I You're not. I if differentiate you go on, between the two. If you go on social media, sorry if I offend anyone who actually does this. If you go on social media and go, you know what? I'm going to fuck around. <laughs> yeah, and just really kind of fun. I don't troll. It is fun. I did it to Christian. That was fun. I would never like take hours out of my day to to fucking fuck with people. Yeah, I feel like maybe if I was younger, if I if I was a teenager, I might do it. But I feel you know you get to our age well, that's now. A, it's but like, yeah, but that's the thing. We like, think we think we're talking to people our age all the time. Fifty yeah, percent of Twitter. How many teenagers? How many teen? How many twelve year olds have <laughs> Twitters now and stuff? Like. Some fucking guy, tw- I, you know, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. I tw- I tweeted out the video of that strike call on Judge the other night, the other day. It was literally in the dirt, and the guy goes, you ever heard of fucking framing pitches? What are you like, fucking you- out of your mind? The ball almost hit the dirt, like, you framing cl- you, a pitch. You clearly don't watch a lot of baseball. Yeah, okay. I watch every fucking pitch, you jerk off. Because this happens all over the league. It, it, it does. <laughs> it Umpires does. surely miss a lot of calls, but there but is But I don't no complain one. about all calls. I complain about judge the most because it's a known fact and stat out there that he has the most blown calls against him of anyone. Something's got to change. You can't just allow that to keep happening. And you said... That's not an excuse. His height isn't... The umpires can't just say, yeah, well, he's really tall, so it's going to keep happening. Tough. Something has to fucking change. Well, what can change is something that you brought up in our group chat is that you're actually maybe uh leaning towards the robot umps huh i think i said that out of anger yeah i would never want that heat of the moment yes i want it so bad (laughs) um so we'll be at the game sunday hit us up on twitter come hang out um the the person who runs the respect to jeter account at respect to jeter that's R E 
two pecked two jeter uh he's actually gonna be at the game so we're gonna meet up with him for an inning or so um but yeah and we're getting mike messina t-shirts because it's mike that's another thing i want to say about Garen. he fucking looks just like messina man which scary yeah once you said that because we were watching that game together that bulk game um yeah, he looks a lot like Mike Messina. It's pretty crazy. And he was he's also wearing number 35. So one thing I like to end the show with as I do the preview, I like to give a quick prediction. I did the hap line, which I was pretty much dead on. Like I couldn't have gotten much closer without hitting it on the head. And then I said Sheffield would give up seven runs to the Yankees. I, then I stopped and said, it will be between five and seven, but since I said seven, I'll stick with that. Okay. I did say five and seven. He gave five runs. He yeah. actually looked really good, though. He looked he looked good. Yeah, his first couple innings, he was striking everybody out. I just, uh, but you lost. I didn't like how his demeanor. I'm kind of glad. Like I know it's a very small sample size. I haven't really watched him pitch it's that much. He's also still very young. I just, when he throw, he struck someone out, he would do his like lap around the mound, stare down into the into the yeah. uh, batter's box. Like, come on, dude. Um, I don't know. I really, I really hate that kind of stuff in baseball yeah. unless it's on my team. That yeah, of course. <laughs> like when Chapman just stares. Oh in yeah, after. I would hate that if I wasn't a Yankee fan. Um. So we got tomorrow night. We got CC versus Anderson. Um. Saturday, we have Domingo Herman versus Homer Bailey again, which the Yankees owe Homer Bailey an ass whooping. You mean Christian Bailey? Christian Bailey. Uh, they owe him an ass whooping. Yeah, really. Come an on, it's Homer Bailey. Whooping. guy's first name is Homer. If Homer Bailey is through the fourth inning and coming out for the fifth, I'm pissed. Yeah, same. You better knock his ass the fuck out in the fourth inning minimum. Who are we seeing? Maximum, I mean. Um, and then we're seeing Hap versus Fires. So buyers, a little uh, bad blood between him and Stanton, but Stanton won't. Here's my here's my prediction. This is kind of bold because the A's are just every year lately they just go on a tear after the All Star break. My prediction that I'm going to throw out there: the Yankees sweep back. They give back the sweep. I think the Yankees take all three games. I think the Herman Homer Bailey game is a lopsided blowout. I think they win that game 12 to 2. Yeah, the pitching matchups certainly favor the Yankees, I'd say. I and think I, the Hap Fires matchup is. I think Hap Fires, I'm, this isn't part of my prediction. Up. I'm just spit firing here, you know. I think we could see an extra inning game. I, th- I see down. a back and forth, not necessarily high scoring, but I see a back and forth battle um, where we can see a close game late and maybe possibly extra innings. But I my prediction will be. And what I'm going to throw out there, uh, Yankees give back the sweep. I'm going to go with a two out of three, and I hope this doesn't happen. And usually I bring good luck to the stadium. They they usually don't lose when it's that guy rise at the game. But I think they're going to lose that third game. Hap's going to. Wow. That's fucked up. up some I might not go then. Oh. Well, see, now it's a win-win. You know, if they win, I. Win-win. Um, all right. So probably I'll probably be back with this. Uh, with a bonus episode after that series, unless I find some time over the weekend. Uh, But we're doing our main show Saturday this week to drop for either Saturday night or Sunday. Again, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Um, Anywhere you listen, subscribe. You can find us. If you're watching the video, you can see everywhere you can find us, literally anywhere. Just fucking go anywhere. 
If you go to myysportstalk.com slash myyst-podcast, I set it up so that you can just click a button anywhere you listen to subscribe. Um, if you like to watch podcasts, go to our YouTube channel, the MYYST YouTube channel, subscribe there. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll, I'll probably be back if Stack Guy rides around and wants to do it again. I, I don't necessarily like doing shows alone. I see. It's I difficult. like when you're alone, though. I like listening just you. Yeah, no, I. It's not difficult for me. I I like having dialogue, though. At least once in a while. Mm-hmm. I think I'll definitely, obviously, be alone more because I'm trying to do them later in the night. Um, but if we ever have time to just bang them out, if Christians around and yeah, whatever, you know, we're just gonna keep throwing episodes out there. Yeah, might so. as well. We're getting into the home stretch here, dude. So uh, unless you got anything you want to say, probably be back after that. And make sure you keep an eye out for the MYST main show coming out, uh, I believe, Sunday morning. Cool. All right. Uh, let's go for that sweep. Let's and again, sweep. if you're at the game Sunday, hit us up. Yeah, seriously. We definitely. will be there. We can hang out for a few innings. I'll buy you beer. And thank you to anyone who decided to watch us. And, brothers and you can watch us all over baseball. again on, on YouTube in a, in a little bit. So Start it up again. Start it up again. All right, guys. We out. Peace.